Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of G Things Just Bought It. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and this is the podcast where we tell you what to buy next. Today, I am joined by my friend, Anne Helen Peterson. She is a senior culture writer for BuzzFeed, and she lives in Montana with her two dogs, Peggy and Steve. Hey, Anne Helen. Hi. So happy to be here. I am so excited to have you. Now, I've always wanted to know, I know some people call you Annie. Do you want to be called Annie, or would you rather be called Anne Helen, or Anne, or Han Helen Peterson? <laughs> You know, at this point, it really doesn't matter. You can call me Annie. That's great. Okay, great. What do most what do most people call? What do people call you professionally? Professionally, people call me Anne or Anne Helen. Okay. Um, I came up with Anne as like, which is my legal name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started using it when I was first teaching as a graduate student because I was like 24, and I needed to somehow feel like an adult, like different than yes. um, 18-year-old students. But and then it just kind of stuck as I was writing. And but every every other person in my life calls me Annie. Okay, so. perfect. Well, here on this podcast, we will call you Annie. Um, and um, Annie has also warned us that Peggy and Steve might go a little nuts. But I said, that's fine. They're welcome. They're our second and third guests today. <laughs> um, so you're in Montana. You're living life. You used to live in New York. Yeah. What's the biggest change since leaving New York for Montana? Uh, commuting time, probably. (laughs) Um, just like time spent outdoors. Like part of the reason I moved back here was I grew up in Idaho and like this landscape is the landscape that like feels beautiful to me. The same way that people who are like New Yorkers, they like look at the Manhattan skyline and like, this is my place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love New York, but I never felt you're home now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's fantastic. And you've been there for how long now? Three years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That it has been a long time. Yeah. Um, that is amazing. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast, and I'm very interested in hearing what you brought. Just so that everyone knows, um, I sent over the price point of under $25, and I immediately got an email back that was like, that is too low. Uh, <laughs> so I think we settled on under 100 or maybe under 75 So I'm very curious. What did you bring? So I brought something that is actually very Montana and very fitting for the fact that we have a second and third guest here today. And that is the front range harness from Roughwear. It's a dog harness. Nice. Okay. Tell us more. So I used to see people with harnesses in New York when we first got our first dog. And I was like, oh, that's overkill. Like I'd only ever use collars on a dog. And then I tried one. And it was life changing just in terms of like slight control, you know, without having to yank your dog, mm-hmm. you can actually 
control where they're they're leading and and that sort of thing. And these the ones from Roughwear are really beautiful and sturdy. And what I really really love is they have a clip on the top that you can put uh, the the leash onto in case you like don't want as much control. And then there's one on the front that really kind of works like like you're steering a, a boat almost. Oh, you know? wow. Like, Really, uh, it really offers a different sort of control. And again, it doesn't hurt the dog at all, like a um, like a choke chain or anything sure. like that. Now, tell so. us, for those of us who aren't dog people, and I will say that I grew up with a family dog, and my family currently has another dog. Um, but I, for some reason, in the last five years, are now I'm now a cat per- cat person, um, <laughs> and so I know nothing about the control and the the handling of dogs. And I know that you spend a lot of time outdoors with your dogs um, where there is lots for them to explore and lots of of adventures to be had. But I'm sure that that sort of is kind of nerve wracking sometimes um, because you don't want them, especially Steve, who is your newest uh, pup. Um, Tell, tell us a little bit more about like why this is super important for dogs. So the ironic thing is I actually use the harness less in Montana than I did when I was in New York. Oh, interesting. I would would think it was the opposite. Yeah, most people don't have my dog experience here in Montana, which is that I live surrounded by leashless trails where the dogs can just kind of run all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And – but – that's why this is a better recommendation is it's for people who actually have to put their dog on a leash every day and walk them. Um, so what the harness does is it just allows you to like keep them close to you and also attentive to you without feeling like you're constantly dragging them or like you're just yanking on the the leash constantly or hurting them because that's some dogs that really pull when they get excited you pull on the the collar and it can cut off their um their breathing passage yeah. like i know a small dog who significantly damaged their like tracheal area Jeez. from pulling and this harness which comes in sight like all different sizes for regardless of the size of your dog um, really helps with that. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So you really recommend it not just for mountain dogs, um, but for even city dogs for the urban dogs. Urban yeah, well, dogs. Here's the thing in Brooklyn and in New York, like there's street trash all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. So and Peggy just loved street trash. She especially loved like street pizza And um, in Carroll Gardens, where we used to live, there's a lot of Italians who live there who, like, sprinkle out the old Italian bread to feed birds. (laughs) But actually, it's just feeding the dogs that are getting walked. (laughs) And so she would see, like, some street pizza down the block, and she would start pulling at it. And the only effective way to, like, not hurt her but keep her close uh, was to have this harness. And again, they're in these really pretty colors. My dogs have like big furry coats, so they never need to wear a dog coat or anything cute like that, Mm -hmm. but they can wear a cute dog harness. So this makes you feel like you're dressing them up a little, Uh, like a little bit. Yeah. So not a lot of street pizza in Montana, huh? No, you know, there are (laughs) yesterday they both rolled in dead bird. You know, what? Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't we all this time of year? Sometimes like there'll be a dead like a deer carcass and like the area dogs will pick up 
the bones, like there was this mandible from a deer that just would like travel along the trail from one dog would pick it up oh and the owner would yell like, stop, right. stop you know, the deer mandible. <laughs> that, is, that is truly Montana. Like you, yeah. I don't, you don't see a lot of that in on the Upper East Side or no, uh, no. <laughs> wherever people are walking their dogs here. That's so interesting. So you, th- so are you kind of, um, do you, do you see a lot of people on your walk who also use these same harnesses is this sort of like a known thing in the in the dog handling community yeah you know there's like a cheap harness which was actually the first one that we got you can get you know just the ones that are like twelve dollars on amazon and they just kind of look like they're made of leash material Mm -hmm. and it's just not nearly as effective as these rough wear harnesses which are softer and they're better constructed and they have that that dual clip um, and so this brand, which is carried at REI and other outdoor stores, like they make <laughs> they make stuff like um, dog backpacks for when you're going backpacking with your dog uh-huh. and you want to like load it up with its own food. <laughs> nice. That's so I know. cool. Do you have one for them? Uh, we don't because, well, Peggy has three legs, so it's kind right. of unfair to ask her. <laughs> to yeah, but Steve, it's Steve's turn soon. <laughs> Steve, you know, as soon as he right now, he's only seven months. So once it gets summertime again, we're going to load him up. Yeah, he's, make, he's you know. old enough for his working papers. Soon. Yeah, we're going to unionize that... Steve and Peggy, but they're going to do some labor. <laughs> <laughs> How is Peggy doing? Is Pe- so Peggy had a, a crazy accident a few years ago, and she's she really made a, a, as far as I can tell on Instagram, amazing majorly amazing recovery yeah yeah so she got hit by a deer um while she was being dog sat so this is another like secondary recommendation is using rover to find dog sitters so in this particular case it was not the dog sitter's fault Mm -hmm. and chased after a deer but because she was being dog sat um by someone who worked for rover.com which is kind of like a a gig finding uh app for finding people to take care of your dog, mm-hmm. uh, she was fully insured. So oh. all of her surgery for um, when she was first hit and then the eventual amputation, it was all covered by Rover. Wow. I know. Many thousands of dollars. And I thought they were going to like try to, you know, like come up with some excuse. You know how like you always think that these sorts of yeah, services. Like, well, here's why it wasn't our fault. Right. Right. Exactly. No questions. They were like, "We're so sorry that this happened to your dog, and here's a giant check." Wow, I'm that's impressive because there's nothing worse than trying to get your your due from an insurance company, even as a human. And I kind of expect that the policy for a dog walking company would definitely try to cheap out on on its responsibilities. But that's really that's nice to hear. I did always wonder because you know I've gone through similar with. Um, Mm-hmm. Our cats, and sometimes it's just like you know, you take them in because they're not feeling well, and then all of a sudden they're like, "She needs surgery," and it's you know nine thousand dollars or whatever, and you're like, "What?" Um, and I do always wonder how people make this kind of stuff work, and uh, and I didn't even realize that insurance would be involved in this. So that's, I mean, that's a blessing for you guys for sure. Yeah, no, and I've thought a lot about um, dog insurance just broadly, mm-hmm. especially our conversation about your cats and that sort of thing. And, and what we had before was just, it didn't seem to cover anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it just seemed cheaper to take the dog to the vet just normally. So I keep dithering back and forth about whether like, it seems like a good idea to get it again, especially because vet care outside of the city is actually pretty reasonable. That's nice to um, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, 
you know, like I wonder what it is in LA, but in New York, it is certainly not reasonable. No, it's crazy. I mean, I would say, you know, as like a secondary sort of recommendation in the pet family that pet insurance is a good thing to have because it's similar to health insurance for a human. You know, ideally, you're not going to get hit by a bus um, and need thousands of dollars worth of surgery or whatever. But like you don't want to be in this position where you know, all of a sudden something that you love, someone that you love, a, a pet that you love needs a ton of financial help and you can't be in the position to give it to them. Um, like most insurance policies, though, sometimes you're like, I'm paying, you know, X hundred dollars a year for this perfectly healthy, especially cats. They don't even leave the house. I mean, I just took <laughs> Kevin, our kitten, to the vet yesterday and he was like crying when we got outside. I'm like, no wonder you haven't left the house in like a year and a half. Like you don't even <laughs> like he's been a shut in. And now he's like, why are you taking me outside? And it was snowing yesterday. It was such an ordeal. But, you know, you go and you pay your copay and it's like 60 bucks or whatever and nothing's wrong. And I'm thinking, ugh, like, do we really need health insurance on him or pet insurance on him? And you just don't want to be, I mean, and this is the broadly you, like to be in a position where, you know, it becomes more than a couple hundred dollars a year is just like, it's such a difficult position to be in because... To have to put a price tag on your pet, um, is it's hard. It's really hard. But there well, there are good insurances and bad insurances for sure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Don't you which is the one that you recommend? I liked the ASPCA one. It was really straightforward. Um, I did like the highest amount of coverage because I was kind of scarred from my own experience with the with our cat. And I just like did it and and was done with it. A few other people recommended another one. I'll have to look and remember which one it was. There's only the good thing about it is there's like four. Um, (laughs) And it's not it's not like health insurance. And and he doesn't you know, my cats don't have to have like jobs to opt into like, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever. It's not like a PPO (laughs) plan. Like it's like you get like four choices. But I think uh, across the board, they say if you're going to do it, it's best to just lean in and get like the highest plan. You know, it's like a thousand dollar deductible, which if you're really using your pet insurance, like you probably are looking at paying a thousand dollars for some sort of procedure. And and then after that, it goes up to a million dollars of coverage with a 90 percent like payback. A million. Yeah. Six. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Kevin, like, get, get into it because, you know, we can take care of you now. Yeah. A million dollars, which is crazy. But but it's a significant, I think, step up from the other ones, which are like 50,000. You know, I was just yeah. like, let's just cover it all. Like, let's just get like if anyone's going to get into trouble health wise and need a million dollars of of surgery, it's going to be my cat. So we'll just we'll just do it and then be done with it. But it does help me sleep a little bit better at night. Um, If not, because, you know, it's 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 a really hard uh, decision to make and a tough conversation to have when when a vet is standing there and it's like, we can save your pet's life. It will cost you ten thousand dollars. And then you're like, wow, I guess I'm a dick. If I say that I would not like to pay, you know, if I don't have $10,000, then I I guess I don't love my pet. And that sucks because we all know that that's not true. Um, Right. But dogs and cats are different. You know what I mean? Like cats generally do not show that they are sick Mm -hmm. because they are they they do that so that their predators cannot prey on them. um, And that's just a biological thing. So. When you realize that your cat is sick, it's likely that they've been sick for a while and then you bring them in and it turns out that they've had this ongoing problem that you've never known about. And dogs, I think, are a little bit – it's a little bit more obvious. 
Yeah, they like just start like whining. <laughs> yeah, and or, no, or they just like poop weird things. Mm-hmm. And this is something that happens in Montana a lot because they just eat weird things. Right, they're carrying uh, deer mandibles through yes. the woods. Obviously, I mean, wouldn't we all be if we were doing that? <laughs> um, and how are Peggy and Steve getting along these days? Oh, they're best friends. Well, actually, we had to take Peggy to the vet last week because she got a small puncture wound from wrestling with Steve. Like it wasn't (laughs) malicious in any way, but just like kind of pierced the skin a little bit. And I was like, you know, the vet like sees Peggy's name on the list and is always like, well, got to pay close attention. You never know what she's going to do. Seriously. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Steve, relax, man. I know. But again, like uh, it's one of those things that... I've gotten more accustomed to paying just like, oh, well, this is, you know, another $20 to go and like check out her barfing today. Um, And I think that what I should really do is invest in the pet insurance. Well, I will say the $20 to check out the barfing is not the price of checking out the barfing in New York. Like you said, that would probably cost (laughs) you like $160 in New York. Um, So definitely, you know, because our listeners aren't just in New York, Please just find out what your vet would charge you with or without insurance and then obviously make the decision that's right for you. If you live in New York, get pet insurance. It's so expensive. It's highway robbery. Um, But, yeah, I mean, let me know what you end up deciding. But if – oh, my gosh, I wish it was $20. (laughs) It is like having children. People are like, do you have children? I'm like, no, but I have very expensive cats. And the other thing is that, like, it also depends on what, how difficult it is to take your animal to the vet. Like, mm-hmm. it, do you have to take your animal on the subway to get to the vet? Like, that's a nightmare. nightmare. Uh, or even just, like, you know, getting cats outside of the house Horrible. is a, a rigmarole in and of itself. Whereas my dogs just think I'm, like, we're going to the dog park and then I trick them at the very end or something. Totally. Well, Dan was trying to make me feel better last night because dogs kind of know that you're in charge. And cats think that you are other bigger cats living in the house. So (laughs) I felt so bad taking Kevin to the vet because I'm like, he's so mad at me. I had to take him in the snow. And Dan was like, he just thinks you're there, too. Like, you both have to get, like, thermometers (laughs) stuck up your butts. He's like, oh, damn. Like, I wonder if she's as stressed as I am. Like, he doesn't understand that I'm the one that took him there, um, which made me feel, like, a lot better. He kind of looked at me and and looked mad. But Dan was like, no, he was kind of thinking, like, can you believe we both have to do this today? Um, And (laughs) so that made me feel a little bit better, knowing that my cat is dumb, um, just biologically, uh, just built to think that I'm a big cat who has can catch cabs and bring them to the vet. But dogs, dog, and also the same thing when we brought a kitten into the house, you know, Kevin kept looking at us like, do you see that that thing is here? Like, did you know that there is another cat here? Whereas dogs kind of understand that you're in charge, um, which made me feel a little bit better about our vet visit. But as they were putting the thermometer up his butt, he gave me a look like, man, what the heck? Um, and it <laughs> made me really sad. I never want to do it again. Um, but yeah, please let me know what you end up going with. And I will definitely send, did you buy yours at REI or through the Roughware website, the harness? I believe I bought one of them through the Roughware harness site. And then you can also find them on Amazon, of course, and also at REI. Okay, well, so it depends, you know, yeah. do you want to get AI points? Do you want to support Amazon? Do you want to direct to Roughware? You have all these different options. And remind me, how much will one harness run you? And do they run different prices varied by size? Um, They are $39.99 or $95. 
five, and they do not vary by size, at least as far as I can tell. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so your extra, extra small dog costs the same as your extra, extra large dog. You heard it here first. That and pet insurance all cost the same. If your pet is barfing, it's 100 bucks in New York to figure it out, regardless <laughs> of how much that pet weighs. That's awesome. So we will take a quick break, and we will be right back with my recommendation. Welcome back to Gee Thanks Just Bought It. Um, I'm here with Ann Helen Peterson. Uh, she recommended the Rough Wear. Is it Rough Wears or Rough Wear? Yeah. Rough Wear. Rough Wear. Um, dog Harness, which we will link to in the show notes. And then I brought my recommendation, which is perfect now that we are deep in winter. Um, I picked my um, Happy Light, my Therapy Light, um, uh-huh. which has really, you know, not a... Not a swap in for therapy, not a swap in for Zoloft or whatever SSRI you're on, but it actually is very helpful. The days are dark and long and the nights are longer. And um, I have noticed that using a therapy light for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day, um, sort of passively has been super, super helpful. Have you ever used a therapy lamp? I haven't, but I really think that I need to start a little bit because so where we are in the time zone mm-hmm. means that the sun doesn't come out until 8 a.m. Oh um, it sets a little bit later, but like I am such an outdoor sun person and like definitely get a little bit of seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. So you really feel it like you feel a difference. This plus all of the other stuff, I mean, again, it's not going to do anything on its own, but exposing your body to light uh, is good, Um, especially when you're not getting as much as you would in the lighter months. Uh, It Mm -hmm. has been proven, I think, scientifically that it's a huge, it like gives a huge benefit to its users. It's sort of one of those things that you're not going to notice if you use it one time. Um, But like the consistency over time, I think really does make a difference. It's the same thing as like, even in the summer when you're already exposed to a ton of light, I try to get out every day for at least a half hour and, um, you know, during the workday and just walk around because it can help. Um, And there's nothing worse, even though I'm working from home right now, there's nothing worse than realizing that you got to the office when it was like still kind of dark out and you left when it was dark out. And that was it. You never went outside at all that day. Um, yeah. And I think that really plagues a lot of people. So it's pretty, um, what's the word? I guess it's like non-invasive. I put mine in my bathroom and keep it on while I'm like doing my hair or my makeup. You don't like sit and stare into it. I think a lot of people have that misconception that you have to like sit and like let it kind of just like bore into your like head. Like a tanning. Yeah. I think of it like tanning. It's not like that. <laughs> it's not totally like that. I mean, it can be, but like you don't have to like look at it for to get the the benefit of it. You just have yeah. to be near it and it has to be because it's very bright. It is like kind of tanning. When I would go tanning in 2007, like everyone else, I used to pretend like I was doing something good for my depression. <laughs> with the added benefit of making my skin maroon um yeah it is it is just keep it around I keep mine like right on my bathroom shelf while I'm doing my hair and my makeup it's right there I don't have to stare directly into it and my psychologist was the first person that recommended this to me when I was in college and I kind of wanted to call bullshit on it because I was like there's no way that you know this dumb like energy lamp does anything but it is all about trying to keep the routine of getting your brain 
to work the way it works in the summer, especially mm-hmm. if you um, suffer like so many of us do from seasonal um, affect disorder, which is like, you know, you're, if you're not getting enough light, your brain's not going to function the same way as when you do get a lot of light. I mean, it's kind of basic, but it's definitely not a replacement for meds or therapy, but it's like a nice third component. Um, you tweeted something recently about something that you needed light for, like maybe like a, a dog walking lamp. Oh, yeah. or... this, this is actually a really great, uh, like secondary recommendation is that I read a piece a couple of weeks ago that was a little bit about like, obviously seasonal affective disorder is real, but there's also a portion of it that is, um, kind of perspectival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can change your positionality towards winter. So instead of thinking like, God, this sucks so hard, um, being like, this is a chance to like, listen to my body and to, to understand that, like, you know, evolutionarily I should sleep more during this time and not to like feel like a sack of shit because you're, you're sleeping more and cocooning more, Mm -hmm. but also to try to think about how can I spend more time outside, even if it's cold and even if it's dark. Um, and so like this piece quotes the like thing I've heard a lot of places, which is like, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. And oh, so I just, I really love that. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, I just bought some things that'll like keep me warmer when I'm actually outside. Cause you know, it gets down, it's like in the, I don't know, the tens right now. Oh uh, and, but then I also, a lot of times I would kind of avoid or, uh, not go on a walk with the dogs because I was like, Oh, by the time I'm done, it's going to be dark. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead I've gotten things for my dogs to light them up so that I can see them because it's not just that they're on, you know, as I said before, they're not on a leash, they're running around on this trip. So there's a couple of different things that people suggested and that I've ordered. Some of them just look like rave necklaces and you can find that really, really easily if you just go on Amazon and Uh are like, Dog. dog rave necklace. Dog yeah. party wear. Okay. Do they bl- do they blink? Do they have different settings? Is it different? Yeah. Can you well, do different light yeah. colors? Could you have like Peggy and pink, Steve and blue, or Peggy yeah. and blue, Steve and pink, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also like a vest that you can put on that's kind of like a harness, but it's an illuminated harness. And you can change it to be whatever color you want it to. So what someone said to me, which seems so genius is like, if you go to the dog park and it's, you know, near dark or, or dark, you can see like there will be other dogs that have these harnesses on and maybe their harness is set on green. Yeah. And you can be like, Oh, I want to set my dog's harness on purple so that I can tell who they are. Right. <gasps> so it changes. So funny. Right. That's really fun. I like the idea of everyone in the dog park in the dark. And then also having to, like, set everyone's rave necklace to be a different color so that you don't take home the wrong dog. Yeah. That's that's brilliant. That is – so are people at the – so do you go to a dog park in Montana or, like, or are you just, like, out in the wild? So I'm out in the wild, but then there's also Dog Island, which is this island in the I'm center listening. of the – yes, yes. <laughs> that goes to town where you kind of like cross over this bridge and then there's a gate to the island and it's just like the entire island is just a dog park. 
and it's great because like there's no fences it's just they can go around all over the place wow. and people are definitely there like at dusk or at dawn and you know sometimes you just want to see where your dog is like yeah when I mean I'm sure way. Yeah. I mean, I would read many books about Dog Island, set on Dog Island, rom-coms about Dog Island. That sounds delightful. Isn't it, a, it like Three Leg Pegs? My dog's name is Peggy. So like Three Leg Pegs goes to Dog Island. I feel like it's a good children's book. It's a definitely like, children's series. It's like Three Leg Pegs goes everywhere. First Dog Island, <laughs> then to the rave. Then she's fixing her depression with a therapy lamp. And then, oh my gosh, there's like a lot. There's a lot of places this could go. Do you think Gen Z knows what raves are? Do I think? Like Gen Z. Like, is it a thing? Like, do they still know what a rave is? I could ask my sister who's Gen Z. Um, (laughs) I imagine that she knows what silent raves are, probably more than, like, Gen X and millennials do, because I think they actually happen um, in Gen Z land. But I don't think, like, the ecstasy-ridden raves of the 90s have made it into the cultural conscience of Gen Z. I mean, yeah. they they weren't even born yet. Like, I know it's true. Maybe they've seen it in like an old fashioned, like a like a you know an old movie, which is like not old. It's like some John Hughes film, but like, uh-huh. yeah, like Go. You know that movie Go? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like one of them dated. Like one of these Gen Zers dated a guy who was like really into like Go, and then that's how they learned about raves. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know. I don't think raves are a thing anymore. I think dogs should bring them back with their rave wear. Yeah, dog raves. Remember, you remember the thing that when silent raves became like a thing in the mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. It was like a very like tech, like, you know, like nerdy hipsters who have like a morning silent rave that's also sober. Right. Yeah. It's like get get your like pressed orange juice and put on your headphones. <laughs> We're going to go to the silent <laughs> rave. I also remember reading something in the New Of course, it was in the New York Times Mavs section, but it was somebody who was like, our wedding was held in a place that had, um, you know, like a noise ordinance at 10 p.m. So then we just like gave out Beats headphones to all of our guests and then danced for the rest of the night in total silence. And I was like, Ugh, I can't decide if I wanted to be invited to this or <laughs> I think it's really lame probably wanted to be invited um but that yeah i mean look bring it to montana bring the silent dog raves to montana (laughs) there's so many opportunities here um this is amazing and i'm really excited that we kind of had a dog centric conversation or a pet centric conversation because i think it's important and i also think that you know getting a pet is like our parents told us when we were little such a massive responsibility and not every day is just like a good day with your pet like things happen and you have to be prepared for them and you do have to consciously purchase things that are going to make their lives easier and your life 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 with them easier so this Mm -hmm. is super super interesting and I'm excited to find like dog rave necklaces and therapy lamps for dogs and (laughs) harnesses for dogs and everyone's depressed and everyone's happy um but this no this has been very you know no pun intended illuminating um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm so excited that you joined us. Thank you so much for for being here. It was my pleasure. You know, I love recommendations. I love reading other people's recommendations, even when I don't take them. It's just, you know, this podcast has a real place. I'm so excited for it. Oh, thank you so much. And also, can you give your newsletter a shout out? Because I feel like you do a lot of recs in there, too. I do. It is uh, It's called like the Collective AHP, which is my 
uh, initials, mm-hmm. but you can just Google like Anne Helen Peterson newsletter and you'll probably find it. AnnHelenSubstack.com. Perfect. I'll link I, to it in the show notes. Everyone should, should subscribe. It's very, very interesting. And also follow Anne Helen on Twitter. Always great stuff there. Thank you. Well, it has been my pleasure to be here and I hope everyone um, finds a good dog rave necklace <laughs> for their dog or for themselves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Annie. I really appreciate it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.